What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod, on YouTube at March4thPod. My website is March4th.podbean.com. My link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. Y'all made it here, so you fam somehow, and I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition of the March 4th with Mike Bauman podcast. I hope that everybody's doing well out there. Uh, if you're like me and you are fair-skinned and very lightly com- got a light, I almost said complected, but that's not a word. I, I have a very fair, light complexion. Uh, make sure you put on that sunscreen, guys, because summer is upon us. It is already scorching here in uh, Nashville, and I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of Texas listeners on this episode. So they're going to be like, dude, don't be talking to us about the sun. We're in Texas, okay? But uh, yeah, man, I hope that everybody is doing great out there for for you kids who are still in school. Hopefully school's out for the summer. Great Alice Cooper song. Uh that was cheesy. I know. It was cheesy. I know. I know. It's okay. Just keep keep rolling with it. Uh but in all seriousness, man, I'm uh, I'm really excited about this week's episode and just I'm excited in general, man. There's some really cool stuff cooking uh for the podcast and I will reveal that information once it's officially official. So stay tuned, little tease there. Uh, but I'm just honored and humbled by everybody who continues to check out the show. For all of you who take the time to tell a friend, to tell a friend, who like and subscribe, who follow me on socials and share the episodes, who take the time to leave a rating and a review on either Apple or Spotify, all of those things go a really long way in helping the show get out to more people. So to anybody who who does that, I really, truly appreciate it. And when I say thank you, I really mean it, man, because it really, really does help the show a lot. And it's been cool to see it growing, and it's it's been cool to see it expand and get out to more people. And like I said, there's some cool stuff in the works, and uh, I will reveal that once it's official. But um, um, all those things I just mentioned go a long way in helping – helping things grow and, and helping me get to, to where the show is today. And there's still a lot of work to do, man, but I love bringing you guys this content. I love putting people on to new bands that maybe they weren't aware of or sharing conversations about persevering and moving forward and people chasing their dreams, you know, all with the goal of hoping that these conversations inspire all of you to to go out there and do the same thing in your lives, man, to persevere, to overcome, chase your dreams, whatever they may be. And keep fighting the good fight, man. That's what it's all about. So uh, thank you to you all. And if this is your first time listening to the show, once again, welcome aboard the pirate ship, man. It's going to be fun. And uh, yeah, speaking of fun, man, it's just been been a great start to, well, I don't know if it's officially summer yet, but it's hot here in Nashville, I'll tell you that. Um, But uh, as a big basketball fan, man, the NBA Finals have been absolutely outstanding. Uh, Just as a basketball nerd to see Denver and Miami duking it out and and to see the Nuggets, you know, really display their talents on a national and international stage, you know, being in a smaller market for everybody to be aware of Jokic and Jamal Murray and Gordon and the rest of that team. It's, it's really been something to see. And then for Miami 
to be the eighth seed to lose the first game of the play-in game, upset the number one Milwaukee Bucks in the first round, and then make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then the NBA Finals, man, like it's it's really awesome to see Eric Spolstra and, and that entire organization are top-notch, and uh, they're proving it, man. You know, Jimmy Butler is a stud. He's going to go down, I think, is probably a top 10, top 15 guard of all time with the way that he's playing and, and, and where he came from, um, you know, to, to where he is now in the NBA. He, he, is, a, he is an absolute stud, man. And, uh, and Spolstra, I, I think, is finally, you know, starting to, you know, get his roses, as the kids say, man. I remember when Miami first had their big three a little over a decade ago. I'm getting old now. Uh, that announcement made me sad because I'm from Ohio. So when LeBron left the Cavs, even though I'm, you know, a Pistons fan, uh, it, it was a bummer, you know what I mean? But he did what he had to do. He went down there in Miami and, and really took another step in his career with the championships. But uh, when they when they had that big three, when they first came about with him and D. Wade and Chris Bosh, I remember a lot of people kind of like, who is this Eric Spolstra guy? Why isn't Pat Riley coaching the team? And people were kind of acting like with that much talent, anybody could coach that roster. And it's like, nah, man, it takes a lot of talent to manage those egos, especially when you have three superstars like that and get everybody to buy in, get all the role players to buy in. And, you know, that that doesn't happen by accident. We've seen a lot of rosters that look good on paper in a number of different sports and they don't end up, you know, getting to the getting to the top of the mountain because of, of ego, because of roles, because of coaching, things happen in you know, outside of the games. And uh, so it, it takes a special, special talent to be able to rein everybody in and get everybody to be on the same page. And the fact that Spolstra now, you know, they made, they made it to the finals in the bubble in 2020, lost to the Lakers. And now three years later, without Tyler Hero, he got hurt in the first round of the playoffs, a couple games into, or actually it might've been the first game of the series against the Bucks. And, and for, for them to have Jimmy Butler, undrafted players and all these role players buy in Udonis Haslam is still a presence on that team on the bench and and providing you know great leadership like as a basketball nerd man it's really cool to see so I hope that people are appreciating the finals maybe some of you listener like dude I don't even like basketball why are you talking about (laughs) but I'm just I'm just really excited man it's been an awesome NBA finals and uh once again man I uh, I'm just uh, I'm I'm having a great start to the summer, and uh, you know things are going well with the show. It's been fun watching the NBA, and I'm I'm in good shape. I've been taking care of myself. I still splurge on the ice cream because I I got a sweet tooth. What can I say? But uh, but things are good, man. Things are on the up and up. You know, it's been a been a weird couple of years on a personal level, but uh, on a professional level, things have been really cool, and uh, I feel like. I'm starting to feel like myself again, man, and that feels it feels really good. And I've been able to connect with a lot of really cool people doing this show, and that's been awesome. And uh, I'm just grateful. I'm in a grateful mindset. A lot of awesome new music out there. And speaking of awesome new music and connecting with really good people, this week's episode features a guy that I have a lot of respect for. We first got in touch, gosh, probably over two years ago now. And he was in the first 30 episodes of this podcast, and now we're, we're over 100 episodes, and uh, the band that he is in is uh, really making a lot of noise and, and been you know really cranking out the singles and the music videos since the last time we spoke. 
and their latest single came out in early May, and I was like, dude, I got to get you back on. This guy is none other than UJ Martinez. He plays guitar in the band The Sight of Impact, and they are out of the RGV area of Texas, Donna, Texas specifically. So if you're a fan of hard rock and new metal, you know, these guys build themselves as hard rock slash new metal core. Like I said, they've they've been busy since the last time I spoke to UJ, man. They've they've cranked out, I think, seven singles uh, since uh, 2021. The latest of those, as I just mentioned, is Left Behind, which just came out on May 5th. It's already got nearly 12,000 Spotify streams and over 2,000 views on the music video on YouTube, which is really cool. Um, these guys love video games, and, and they, they have influences of that in their music videos, and we talk about that on this conversation. But, man, they, they've really been making a lot of noise, man. Um, like I said, seven singles since 2021, all of which I believe came out since the last time UJ and I talked, man. But Unrealistic, um, Ideal Life featuring Dropout Kings, that one is nearing 600,000 Spotify streams alone deal with it carnage came out in march of last year that one's got over 154,000 spotify streams what can you say came out last summer in july of 2022 and that one has got over 74,000 streams and what can you say was also the site of impact's first official radio single it reached number two on the mainstream rock indicator most added charts and for foundations, it was the number one most added and the number one greatest gainer with 135 plus spins in its first week. So it's really cool to see. And then Situations was another one that dropped. Like these guys have just been, uh, you know, like I said, putting out a lot of really good content, putting out a lot of really great music. They've been working with Wade Concien now for years. And it's just really cool to see them getting their roses and getting their due. And UJ and I talk about all of that, man. We, we talk about what they've been up to since the last time we spoke, everything that I just mentioned, what can you say, getting love on the radio and some of the songs that it was beating out and uh, just just what it's like chasing your dreams. You know, like I said, these guys are from a small town down in Texas in the RGV area of Texas down there. And it just goes to show everybody on here that no dream is too big. It doesn't matter where you're from. You can make noise and be proud of what you do and put the work in and eventually you start to to see it pay off and that's what's happening right now with the site of impact so without further ado i'm gonna shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with uj martinez guitarist in the site of impact here it is Well, there we go. Well, UJ, thank you so much again, man, for for taking the time to come back on the pod. Like I said, from a distance, it's been really cool to see you guys continue to grow your audience and, you know, see the see the milestones that you guys are hitting, seeing the streams going up on, on Spotify and everything. And uh, I know I know you got left behind. We'll be out by the time people hear this and it, and it looks really dope. So thanks for coming back, dude. Yes, man. Thank you for having me again, man. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. So let's just start there. I think I think we first got in touch back in, gosh, it, it was either late 20 or early 2021, right in the throes of uh, the apocalypse. And uh, <laughs> I think it Venom had been out and that had been doing really well. And there was a really cool music video you guys for, did for that as well. 
And um, then I think I got in touch with you. It was like right before Unrealistic dropped. It was around like right around this time two years ago, like April of 2021. And since then, things have continued to grow. Um, you guys have put out, I think, what, like six singles counting Unrealistic since then? And yeah, uh, since then. Continue to do some cool music videos, which you guys always do. So just talk to me about what this has been like the last couple <clears> of weeks. Oh, man, because you guys have definitely been busy. Yeah, man. Um, it's been a lot of hard work, um, you know, just writing the music. And, and you know, the biggest the biggest thing is uh, right now that we're working on is to get all of our live um, or gear ready for to play live shows. So. For the past couple of years, we've been um, setting goals for ourselves in terms of like trying to get like the in-ear monitor, like a rig going and, uh, you know, working on the live show and coming back so we can put our music out there live for everyone to check it out and, you know, go up and play um, out of town or whatever it is, festivals that we can try and get onto. So at the moment, um, well, not at the moment, but for the past couple of years, we've just been trying to work on that behind the scenes as well as just putting out um new music so we don't you know people don't forget about us you know and um that's what we've been doing you know working on just writing cool music you know as you said uh, a little while ago with the video game influences and you know we always have these different influences coming in from each of the band members myself i'm a really big gamer moses a really big gamer um aaron also a really big gamer um and Hector and and Andrew too like they put in their their own influences as well they're not big of gamers as we are but you know they um have other things that they put into the table as well for the music videos and the ideas and everything that comes behind it so yeah we've just been working hard and man just just happy the that you know the the people who follow us and yourself are are enjoying it because um you know that's just the, the main part we want to put out stuff that that people enjoy and can have fun with just like we're doing so we're always um putting our heart and our soul and hard work into it yeah and, uh, so let, let's start there because uh, i i mean you, you guys always bring the heavy and, and balance it with the with the melody really well which i which i really love about about your sound and that's i think that's one of the things that i've always loved about you know hard rock and, and new metal and, and metal core is seeing how bands you know strike that balance but I've noticed the last couple of singles. I'm like, I don't know if he's if he's like tuning lower, but but some of those breakdowns are really crunchy, man. And I and I noticed that you had gotten a new Schecter. Was it a seven string? So so what have you been messing with guitar wise, man? Have you been switching it up as far as the tunings and playing around a little bit? Yeah. So um, actually, we had already gone down to drop F sharp um, on one of our songs or two of our songs actually genuine fake and somber back in like 2017 2018 so we were already experimenting with uh those low tuning you know that that bands like architects and periphery are using and stuff so we wanted to have that really low grit and like oomph to it so yeah beforehand i was using a six string schecter <laughs> i was just throwing like an eight string set on the six string and just like ditching the last two high strings and yeah. um it was working for for the for the time being but it was uh you know in the studio our producer was like yeah like it's it's working for now and i'll, I'll make it work but you know it's kind of muddy you know because it's not meant for that low tuning 
So um, at that time, we were just making it work. And then I, uh, I ended up getting the seven string uh, Schecter that's fan fret, like extended range, um, that's suitable for those low tunings. And we have um, started recording some of our newer tracks that are going to be coming out later on after Left Behind with that guitar. And it made a big difference, like cl clarity wise, like you can hear all the notes on the guitar a little bit better. It's not so muddy. So um, Left Behind um, and another one that's coming out after Left Behind were recorded on that old guitar I was using. Everything else after that is going to be with this new one. So, um, but that's going to come later. And I'm pretty sure, um, you know, those people that have the ear for it are going to be able to hear the difference. But, um, but yeah, I mean, experimenting with those tunings, we're usually in drop A for the most, most of our songs. And then we also have been doing drop F sharp. As of lately, we've been seeing maybe of experimenting with some even lower than that. So we're seeing what's up and trying different things and seeing what works best. So, yeah. Schechter makes good stuff, man, especially for the price. I feel like they have, you know, and, and, and for this genre, I, I feel like that, you know, they make some pretty versatile guitars. Um, did you did you swap out the pickups on on that new one or did you did you leave it with what it had in there? Yeah, so I, I went ahead and um, just left it with what it had in there. Um, I got the, what the hell is it called? Um, it's like the the Blood Mountain something, I don't know, seven string. And it has a a, a pair of Schecter um, pickups in it, just whatever came stock in it. But they sounded really well when we showed up to the studio to record one of the new ones um, right away. Or, um, well, Wade, Wade was like, yeah, like, that already sounds way better. Like just straight out of just the first thing I was playing, just messing around. He's like, that already sounds a lot clearer. Um, it's going to work a lot better in the mix. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been cool being able to pick up that guitar and then, you know, I've been playing the crap out of it and it's really badass. I've never had a seven string. That was this is my first seven string. And it's, I don't know, it, it opens up a lot more uh, stuff for the chugs and then also for, you know, solo type stuff that I can still play. And and it it all it honestly feels easier to play like like sweeping and like shredding stuff because the, the the frets are like fanned out, so it feels yeah. a little like it feels a little like uh, more comfortable um, to to be going up and down the, the the neck and everything. So it's pretty awesome. But Schecter, man, Schecter is I love Schecter ever since I I saw um, Event Sevenfold back like two thousand five two thousand six and MTV like Backcountry. And I was like, what guitar is that? That's a badass guitar. So I'm like looking into it and looking like, what guitars do they use? And then see Schechter. And then like, I see all these other bands, Copper Roach and, um, you know, so many bands that I listen to just using Schechters. And and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and pick up a Schechter. My first Schechter was like a, uh, oh, actually, shit. My first Schechter my parents bought me was this, was the Sinister Gates one. I was like in eighth grade. And um, I was like real... Like, that's the one I want. I don't want anything else. And then, you know, my parents were awesome. Like, God bless my parents for for believing in me. And, you know, you know what? We'll buy it for you. So they bought it for me. And then ever since then, I've just been loving Schecter's. Um, they play great. They sound great. They're, I mean, everybody says they're they're heavy as heck. But to me, I don't know. They're, they're not that bad. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Schecter, Schecter for life. <laughs> 
I yeah, I think they're pretty versatile guitars. Um, I still have a C1 body, and I'm I'm terrible. I just noodle in my bedroom every now and again. I would never never <laughs> play in front of every, anybody, especially here in Nashville, man. There's like legit players. Like I just I haven't picked up my guitar in a while, but um, yeah, I got a C1 Stealth model. The first one I had was a Damien Six back in the day, and Ooh. that had some EMG uh, HG humbuckers in it, and it and it sounded good. Um, and it was super metal looking. It had like the mother of pearl bat, like Fred and lays and everything, but it was right. sat black. I got that back when I was, gosh, I'm getting old, man. I'm 35 now. I got that when I was 19. And then when I moved here, um, I just, I wanted <clears throat> something that was a little bit more sub- subdued and versatile. And, uh, the C1 stealth has the push pull knob, yeah. which I need oh, to get. Single coil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can still get those cool clean tones. Um, yeah. you know, and it's got like, uh, I don't know if it's like a set in neck. It's not like a bolt on, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But it's um, it's still satin black and it plays really well. I think it's like a 25 and a half inch scale. Um, nice. So it's, it's, it's fun, man. And, and that's what I like about them because you get good bang for your buck. And like I said, for me, I mean, that's only like a $500 guitar, you know what I mean? So yeah. just, just for like playing in my bedroom, I'm on my, on my box amp. It's fine. You know what I mean? But um <laughs> But yeah, I like I like what they make, man. And I know you're a big Avenge guy too. And yeah, I remember I remember when Sinister Gates when that guitar first came out. I think it turned a lot of heads. It had like the black and white pinstripes, and then I think he yes. did a black and gold one too. You know? Yeah, the yeah. black and gold. That was the one I wanted to get, um, but that one was sold out everywhere. Like they were like, either you're gonna wait like six months to a year to get that black and gold one, or you're gonna get this silver pinstriped one that's already ready so like i was like you know what i want it right now so i went and went and got that one and then after that i saw that he came out with like the black and red one and i was like jesus and then after that there was like a purple and green one and then like he started doing all these color color ones and i was like damn i was like i should have waited <laughs> but no i mean it, it was great i was using i would use that Schecter because I joined um, the side of Impact when I was a senior in high school. Um, and that was kind of the only guitar I had at the time. I had another guitar, actually, but um, that was the only one I was using in the side of Impact. So I, it was a pain in the ass, like, um, adjusting the Floyd Rose because we play in drop A. So, like, I had to, like, learn by myself, like, look up videos and um, learn how to, like, adjust the the truss rod or I mean the the thing the bolts in the back for the Floyd rows so like I had to learn that on my own I was like like 18 and I was like I remember the guy at Guitar Center telling me like yeah like like this is a lot of work like the Floyd rows like you have to know how to use it if you don't you're gonna screw up your guitar and I was like all right well at the time I was like I'm not going to be messing around with it too much but then once I had to change the the tuning I was like damn okay I need to learn this right now so I looked into it and then I tried it myself ended up doing it and I think I did it pretty all right I don't because I didn't screw up anything but um lately I just switched it back to like standard tuning because I don't use it anymore and in the side of impact I use the other guitars that I have and um yeah I mean that guitar was really fun now that one actually the first one i got from in eighth grade actually broke um in half when we had gone on this little like uh tour thing that we did when i was fresh out of high school um i was like 19 or yeah 19 already and we had gone out on a little like five-day thing that we were doing 
not even a tour, just like a five day run. And then uh, we were coming, leaving from like Nebraska and then our, our trailer flipped on us and my guitar, that guitar broke in half along with some other people's guitars and some gear and stuff that broke. So that hurt me. That was like, a that just stabbed me in the heart right there. I was like, no, my guitar was Sinister Gate. And yeah, so ended up getting another one after that. Um, and that one had the Sustaniac pickup in it. And that one is awesome. So I'd just be messing with the die bombs and everything. And also trying to incorporate some of that stuff now into our music as well, because we've never used that type of stuff. We're just, you know, that's the thing with the side of impact. Like we're always trying new things for our sound and we don't stick to just like one genre. We're trying to like experiment with different things and just having fun with it. I mean, making music that we ourselves love to make and then hopefully uh, people who listen to it can um, vibe with it and, you know, jam out to it with their, with their homies, with their family, whatever it is. Yeah, it's it's a fun time for, for metal right now, and I yeah I remember you telling me that 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 story um the first yes, time right. we talked about the about the trailer thing, and I was just like I'm I'm just glad I mean it sucks when you lose equipment like that's 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 a real bummer, but I'm glad you guys are okay because that's scary man, especially when you're in a part of the country that you're not familiar with, and all of a sudden your trailer flips like that's some scary stuff, man. So I'm glad I'm glad you guys ended up being okay. Um, yeah, thank you. But music wise, yeah, man, I, I think it's cool that you guys, like you said, are continuing to expand on your sound when you guys did uh, Ideal Life with uh, the dudes in, in Dropout Kings. Uh, I know that one's done really well. Just on Spotify alone, it's it's got almost 600,000 streams and the music video was really cool. But uh, but even even in the last like year with um, What Can You Say and Carnage uh, situations, um, I think is the most recent one, right? Came out at the end of December. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And for what can you say? I mean, that was the, the first like quote unquote official radio single, right? I, I saw, I remember watching you guys, uh, post about that. It hit like number two on the, the mainstream rock indicator, most added and foundations. It was the number one, most added. And the, the number one greatest gainer had like 135, uh, plus spins in its first week. And yeah. I think that was right around like, like August of last year. So Talk to me about how cool it was just to see that chart and see, you know, all the radio stations that you guys listed, man. That was pretty awesome. Um, that was that was seriously unreal, man. We um, we always knew that that song was going to be the one we were going to put or try, you know, to get there on the radio. And um, when we talked to the guy that we worked with um, to do that, he instantly said, like, yo, like, I love this one. This one's gonna. This one's the one. So we were, of course, we were skeptical. We were like, man, we're just a band from this little town down here that nobody really knows about. Like, like, is it gonna be worth it? You know, like, let's try it. And so we tried it, and instantly that first, that first report we got back from him was like, oh yeah, you got um the number two spot underneath I don't remember what band it was it was like mega I don't remember who it was at this right now at this at this second but we were like there with some big names like Slipknot and I don't know who else and I was just like what I was like what the hell like this that's this is happening right now and showed it to the guys because like the guys emailing me right so like I screenshot it and I sent it in our chat to the guys and everybody's like 
yo, what the hell? And like tripping out and calling me and like, dude, like, is this real? Like, yeah, man, like this is happening right now. And then so it kind of lit the fire underneath our, our asses, like, yo, like this is real. Like people liking the song, people are finding out about us. Um, these radio stations are spinning us every week. We're getting reports like this radio station picked it up. This um, spinned it this many times. This one, um, you know, they want you to do liners for the radio show. So like, you got to record liners or whatever it is. And we we're just like, whoa, like this is this is insane. It was it was awesome, um, just to say the least. All of us really, really, really um, were just super super happy about it man and it it was pretty much like the dream come true right there so now after all of that um we're just like you know it's time like it's time we need to get all of our gear together we got to put some money together get the rig um get out there and play shows because people after that or as while all of that was happening we had people messaging us like um, these people from the radio stations are like fans from the areas, those areas that were saying like, when are you all going to come out and play like Florida or when are you going to come over here and play in um, wherever, like California or whatever these people were from, they were asking for us to go and play. And we're like, damn, like it's time guys. Like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta hit the, the gas and try and speed it up and try and get out there. So that's what I, as I mentioned before, that's what we're trying to do at the moment is to get all of that stuff together. But hell yeah, man. I mean, I'm just happy that everyone vibed with that song. And um, it was a really like, uh, I guess, heartfelt song, but also like um, very emotional in a way, because it was kind of the song was, was um, pretty much about like, what can you say to people who are, you know, trying to or struggling or like people who are depressed or you know people that that are going through stuff or people that lost a loved one or you know people that are going through a hard time like what can you say to these people what can you actually say to them that's going to actually help them and what can you do what can you actually do for them that's actually going to help them rather than just you know saying like oh I'm sorry like I'm sorry that this happened to you I'm sorry that this and that I'm sorry that this and that. And that was just something that the song was very generalized around that. So um, with the lyrics and everything, people kind of liked them. And I mean, the heavy breakdowns, of course, we're always throwing in this heavy breakdowns, like you said, with the melodic and singing and everything. And that's something we, we like to balance or we try to balance at least. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, thank you. Thank you for for jamming that song and enjoying it and you know keeping up with us in, in general because it really truly means a lot to myself and to the rest of the guys because that's why we keep doing it man that's why we work hard we put our heart and soul into it because we see all of these people that message us that comment that share our stuff and you know it it just speaks to us so it's this is what we love to do and our people are vibing with it even if it's just a little group of like 10 people who love it then that's why we're doing this man for those people yeah man like, like i was telling you from the jump too like one of the one of the cool things about this podcast is being able to get in touch with people like you and um you know i say it all the time on my show but there there is a lot of negative stuff out there with social media and there is if you can find it i think you can find the good and bad and everything but for me 
um, Instagram has been incredibly powerful for just connecting with awesome dudes like you and, you know, seeing, you know, for, for me, it's not just about content for this show and all right, who can I get for this episode? Like, it's really, it's really cool to like build relationships from a distance, you know, even though we've never met in person, like just to that first time we talked and like, it was cool to see you excited about having an interview and somebody being interested in your band, but it was also cool for me to connect with somebody who's doing what they love to do. And and I know how long you've been playing guitar. And I remember the first time we talked and you were talking about, I think it was your uncle who really yes. kind of was going on to like Linkin Park and all those bands. And, you know, so for me, it's, you know, this, this show's even become more about, it's not just about content. It's about the the relationships and seeing people and seeing where they're going and, um, you know, whether it's you guys or dropout Kings, um, uh, there's, I mean, there's so many bands I can name saving vice tons of, tons of really cool people that I've been able to connect with, with this show. And that's really what it's all about. You know, music, music really can, can move mountains. You know what I mean? It's a very powerful connective tissue and heavy music for me is something that I've loved since I was a kid, man. So yeah, it's, it's a mutual respect thing when, when I'm able to connect with good, good dudes like you. Thank you, man. And all those those bands you just named, they're all we're we're connected with them as well. And, and I mean it's it's a blessing, honestly, to be connected with with, you know, dropout kings and saving vice and you know, all these bands that we've been able to connect with, um, Never Tell and um, you know, so many just so many bands that are amazing and super nice dudes and willing to like help each other out and you know, um feature on our songs you know it's 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 amazing man it's amazing you know i never thought when i was in in high school you know barely joining joining this band i never thought that it would get to this i mean i always just uh, you know it was in the back of my my mind like it's a dream you know like to to have all of this stuff happen but when it started happening it was like damn this is really happening like everything that i dreamt about or like saw like my favorite bands doing back when I was growing up and seeing them on you know MTV or on the AP magazines or you know on the on MySpace and you know everything like that and it was it was crazy just to be a part of that even at the smallest little uh percentage nowhere near that scale but you know even at this little scale that we're at it's amazing man and then I can't I can't thank God enough and my parents and all the fans out there and yourself and all these bands, Dropout Kings and um, Never Tell and uh, Saving Vice, all these people, you know, Scene Daddy, you know, all these companies and um, influencers that are willing to help us out and work with us. It's just, it's amazing, man. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And, and it's well-deserved for you guys too, man, because you guys really focus on the craft. Um, we, we talked about Wade too and what a force he's been with the band. And I guess that's another good segue is um, – when we first talked, unrealistic was the the one that had dropped at that time, and it I think it it looked like it was really influenced to me by like Halo and Call of Duty and stuff like the way that that music video turned out. Um, and I know the new one this this will be out by the time uh, we're talking before it officially drops, but by the time this episode drops, it'll be out for Left Behind, and I'm sure it's going to be kicking some butt. But uh, from from the stuff that I've seen so far, it looks like it's kind of like a, a post apocalyptic type of setup and and i don't know if it was like a skate park or whatever but you guys found the 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 set that you guys found like the location was really cool so talk to me about what it's like working with wade um and his influence on the band but also his impact on on the music video aspect of things and what's what's on deck or, or i should say what what's out now with left behind yeah man um 
So working with Wade, man, is always amazing. We always show up. Um, we know, like, or we know that we're just going to work well together because, like, we've been working with him since 2014 when we first recorded our first EP or our first single, Ballad of the Sea. And ever since then, you know, at the beginning, it was different. You know, like, we barely met, we barely met him. We didn't know who he was. Um, you know, butted heads with decisions he wanted to make and in, in when we were recording the music and changing certain parts of the songs, you know. And then um, at the time, it was like both of us had like, oh, no, we want it like our way. We we're both very stubborn or whatever our, on our side and his side. And then, um, you know, after the years went by and we were just working with him more and more, things just started clicking better. And like he would have ideas that Moses would be like, hell yeah, like that's exactly what I was thinking about. Like things just started working so well and meshing well together. And it's like, just like I mentioned earlier, like he's pretty much the sixth member of this band in terms of um, writing parts for the songs, um, adding his own, um, you know, synths or, you know, just backing track type stuff, production type stuff. Um, the vocals too, like, he used to sing in a band called Like Monroe um, that was signed to E1 Good Fight Records um, back like 2013, 2014. And he was um, the singer and songwriter for that band. So, and he also would do music videos for his band as well. So like, I think all of that experience he had, he just kind of carried it over, over onto this side. And he would, he helps write, Moses write lyrics or um, melodies for the songs and usually every every idea that he has now it's never like we don't think twice about it it's like that's perfect man let's do that let's or at least let's try it and see how it sounds play it back see how it sounds usually it's always we end up going with it so um right now yeah as you mentioned left behind is going to be coming out um that one was very very influenced by um games video games again and and movies like resident evil um silent hill um what else um games like left for dead you know all these zombie type games um um the last of us you know just all these different types of zombie theme type games and movies we wanted to do something like that and the song's not even about like the lyrics not even about anything what the video was about and that's something that I was talking to Moses about and was like, um, he was like, dude, like it, I think it's pretty badass how like our lyrics have nothing to do with our music videos, but like the music video is badass and the lyrics are badass on their own. And then the song is badass. <laughs> not trying to like, like not trying to like to anyone's horn around here, but like we're just, just cause we love what we're doing. That's, that's why. So um, whenever we do stuff like that, people, just for anybody who's listening, like usually our lyrics have nothing to do with the music video and vice versa. So like this one, the video is about the zombies, but the song itself and the lyrics is actually about our drummer. At the time we were writing the song, um, we were writing the song, me and Moses, and we had finished all the instrumental, everything, everything. So next was lyrics. We we're trying to come up with lyrics. We we're trying to have these writing sessions 
of, uh, you know, having the band members come over so we can try and write lyrics for the song. Um, Hector was never able to make it to those sessions because of work. Um, he was always getting screwed over by work um, on those days. We usually meet up on Saturdays and he was always getting screwed over by work. He had to work late or someone, he had to cover someone's shift. And it was like, I don't know how many weeks in a row that that happened. So we ended up just saying like, oh, screw it. Let's write the song about Hector being left behind at work because work just doesn't want to like, just is being mean, you know, like, fuck that. Like, let's just write about it. And so we start the first line in the, or one of the lines in the song is says like, uh, we bow down to the corporate deity. So like, that's just like a little like, like flavor, like, you know, most people will bow down to work to their nine to five job, you know, because they have to, you know, because, you know, things like that. So it's just the song's pretty much a big like, like, damn, work screwed over Hector and like, fuck that, like, that shit sucks. So that's pretty much what the song is about. In a nutshell, it's not really anything too special. Um, but it's still pretty cool because like it came out badass and it's heavy like of course we're doing singing a lot more screaming on this one um than we've done actually I think this one has a lot more screaming than anything we've released before so yeah we're just happy to to see what people's reactions on this and I mean of course the music video is as crazy as it is for the little clips we've put out but um we had a lot of fun man doing that video we got makeup done from Austin, um, one of Wade's friends over there in Houston. He does an awesome job at makeup. He did all of our makeup, probably took about two hours for the five of us, um, mm -hmm. you know, putting uh, all of that stuff on us. I mean, I don't even know what the correct terms are for the makeup, but making us look like we were all zombified. So we did all of that. Um, all of our friends that were there for extras as the extra zombies, we bought masks and stuff. Um, so they can wear them and then we just threw on like fake blood and like little like stuff to make it look like they were all bloody and wet and whatever and ugly looking and then tore up shirts and put a little bit of like makeup so they can look like bruised up and stuff like that so um yeah and then we probably shot that music video I want to say we got there like at um 3 p.m we had four up five hours or four or five hours I can't remember to shoot everything because um that was the budget we had to rent out that place so we were kind of pressed for time and to shoot everything so we showed up right at three because I think that's when what we scheduled from three to like seven three four five six seven we had four hours so from three to seven we got there a little bit late because of the makeup we were doing the makeup at Wade's house and we had to drive over so we got there probably like 320 and then um so Wade was like yo we gotta get started let's let's go so we were shooting like some parts while some of us were still getting makeup finished over there and we were just trying to make it work because we just needed to finish within that time limit so um it was fun and it was stressful and it was all <laughs> everything at the same time but uh we have a lot of like behind the scenes little clips that I've been posting and stuff so well more more things that I'll be posting later on as well and um it was just super fun man and Wade always does a 
great job at directing us and um, coming up with the scenes. Like he always comes up with the scene or the story, quote unquote, the story of the music that the music video is kind of going to be having. Um, so he'll have it all written up or however he has it on his phone. And he's like, yes, this is the scene. This is the next scene. This is the next scene. So we're going just following his directives. And of course, he's directing everything. So um, he just tells us what to do. We do it, shoot it a few times until we get it right. And then that's it. I mean, it's, it's always pretty much like that process every time. Um, but Wade is always the one coming up with those music video ideas. We always have the general idea that we show, hey, this is what we want to do, zombies. That's general. So he'll come up with with everything else from there. But as you mentioned, man, just Wade is a huge, just a huge part of this this band, man. And I don't know where or what we'd be doing if Wade wasn't a part of it, man. Because it's pretty crazy. Like, like once we went to him that first time, we noticed it right away. Once we got that first single back back in 2014. It was like, yo, this Wade really caught our sound and brought it to life. Same thing with the music videos. Same thing with the lyric videos. Like everything that he does for us, and I'm pretty sure for everyone else that works for him, that works with him, I'm sorry, just his work is just phenomenal. And he does it. He puts his heart into it. And I mean, his work shows for it. I mean, I would, I mean, I, I would hope so at least that everyone else thinks the same way <laughs> well yeah man i think the proof is in the pudding when you look at the the numbers and and i know it's hard not to get caught up like even podcasting it's hard for me to like sometimes not to get caught up in like numbers and stuff too much i mean you got it like i always feel like i should be doing more and grinding more to 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 get to get the the show out there to more people but at the same time it's like i think you know, if you get good feedback from the episodes and the people who come on, you know, like it. And I think it kind of translates to the same way to the music. You know, if you like the music that you're putting out, it's going to register. And, and in your guys's case, it, it is registering with a lot of people. And I think I think your guys' story is is really cool, man. You know, as you, as you guys continue to grow and get out to more people, it just goes to show people it doesn't matter if you're from a small town in Texas or, you know, you're in Nashville or LA or Chicago or New York or a bigger market. It's all about what you put in and you never know what's going to register with people too. And what's, what's going to pop, you know? And I think that's why it's so important to make the music that you love to make. And that's one thing I want to ask you about too, because um, I think, and this is something I've talked about with other bands, um, but you really, you really have to almost be a business marketer when you're in a band now too, or at least have somebody in the band who does that stuff, because I feel like that word algorithm is so much a part of, of what's going on now. And even in the last couple of years, since I've talked to you, like it's crazy to see these AI things coming out. Like there was, uh, there was one with Britney Spears doing uh, Christina Aguilera, genie in a bottle. I think that my sister yeah. sent me. And it's like, if you would have played that for somebody even four years ago they'd be like what that's britney spears and it, it's it's kind of scary all the ai stuff so i guess my question uj is just like <laughs> how do you guys strike that balance between making the stuff that you want to make and also kind of balancing it with the numbers that you see for for different for different songs you know because obviously some some songs are always going to do better than others right but it's like how do you um how do you balance like 
okay, we want to make the stuff we want to want to make, but we also want to make stuff that that registers with the fans. Is it is it a <laughs> on a line to walk, or do you guys feel like after all these years of doing this in the site of impact, you're able to kind of strike that balance? Yeah, man, that's a good question. Um, definitely, uh, there's always, like you said, there's always got to be that one person in the band who's doing the business side of everything and for the side of impact that's definitely me um i've um you know back when we had some other members in the band things were different and our work ethic was different and once we left or not left but once those other bandmates uh left the group and we got these um like our our lineup right now with hector and andrew um my mind and i'm pretty sure like moses and aaron's mind too kind of shifted into you know what we gotta start working on our online presence and also later on um this was before covid and all that so like you know we gotta work on the online presence and then go back and play shows so like we were working on online presence for a while and a while and a while and then we went we were going to be doing shows but then covid hit screwed everything up um Fast forward to now, um, now we're trying to get ready to do all of those shows. And now we've also, um, with all these connections that we have and Moses actually being in another band um, that's already playing shows and having all of this uh, gear and the, the rig going, um, we've taken like, what do you call it? Pointers from all of these people and connections. You know, like, this is what you need to get. So you can have like a flawless show, like the in-ear monitor set, the the mixer, like everything in the box. So we can just send everything to the front of the house, mixed, ready to go. They just got to plug it in. Boom. We don't have to worry about um, sound guys screwing up our sound. We don't have to worry about, you know, different things. So um, just working on that has been really really uh tough but it's also been really fun and um but yeah i mean going back to to all of the you know just coming up with all of the the stuff that we got to be doing you know the music you know writing music pertaining to i mean that's going to connect with these people we kind of always just written music that we wanted to to write so like me moses will get together and moses will usually be like all right what are we gonna try next like what have we not tried what have we not done yet what have we what um you know just to get out of our our normal state that we usually write so we'll yeah. listen to different music um going from pop all the way to rap to to spanish everything we'll listen to everything and try to just meld in different influences into a track or like an idea of a track that we have and um we never really worry too much about like um well now now we never really worry too much about like oh is this song gonna hit like as well as unrealistic did or as well as ideal life did it's just like you know what we don't need to worry about that anymore i, I used to be very like just like you said, looking at the numbers and 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 feeling like, oh man, we need to do more because we only have this many likes, we only have this many followers, we only have this many subscribers, this and that. 
the numbers. That was very much me um, wanting to like see just the numbers rise. But we've we already kind of did that. Like from, I think the first time we talked when Venom came out, I think we were at like eight thousand followers. Now we're like almost at twelve thousand, and that's just from putting out music and um, doing these interviews with with you and other people and. Um, getting people to share our music and do like little videos with them or TikToks with them. And, you know, so like con connecting with all of these different influencers and making um, these connections that will help us at the end of the day, um, rise those numbers, but at the same time, um, not trying to like go like the way I used to and like message people and be like, hey, check out our song. Hey, check out our song that we just dropped. I used to do that like so much. I would message like a hundred people like a day, like, hey, our new song just dropped, like check it out. And then like, boom, 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 we would, some people wouldn't even care. You know, most people don't care. Like, so I just stopped worrying about that and just started focusing on like, you know what? We're just gonna write music. We, we love to write. We're gonna have fun with it. People like it, awesome. People don't like it, whatever. Let's just put out music that we want to put out, that we're going to have fun with, that we uh, vibe with, that we can connect with ourselves because we try to put all of everything like that we got into it. Um, usually, I like to, I personally like to write a lot of the heavier stuff. So like unrealistic, that was a lot of my um, writing right there and like in terms of the instrumentals that was a lot of me um ideal life as well myself and Moses kind of kind of really um wanted to do something heavy with that one um a lot of the popular ones are a lot more like Moses's influence but also mine of course we both are the writers of the songs of the music so a lot of the times the songs will lean towards more like oh like, or at least for us, oh, we can tell like UJ wrote most of this one. Oh, we can tell Moses wrote most of this one. So like a lot of the times I'm writing a lot more of the heavier, genty, metalcore type stuff. Moses can do that as well, but he likes as to incorporate all of that pop and all of that R&B type of singing and beats and production and electronic type stuff. And then we have this, we have songs like Carnage that are super like, poppy almost like a almost like a Kesha song I mean um I mean I don't know we're just always just writing what we like to write I mean and hopefully at what we would hope for is for people to just vibe with it and if they don't like it that's fine they can go and check out whatever else from our catalog if they want to if they don't like the, he the heavy stuff they can hear the soft stuff they don't like the soft stuff they can hear the heavy stuff and we got stuff in between. I mean, we try to to lay it all across the board for there can be options for everyone to listen to the side of impact. And I mean, that's something that I like to, to well, that's something I'm very proud of from this group that we're able to just write whatever we want and just see what people think of it and not really care too much if people hate it or love it I mean of course we want them to love it right but we're not at the end of the day we're not going to beat ourselves up about it and 
like I've done in the past and be like, yeah, like, man, people don't like it. Like we suck. Like we got to do something better. I got to do more. We got to do more and pressure myself and pressure Moses or pressure other people in the band to try to do more when it's like, no, let's have fun with it. See where it goes. And just, just let, let, let it do its thing. That's pretty much what we do now. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to be, man, is just writing the stuff that you like to write because at the end of the day, that's the most important thing because if you're making music that you don't like, it's not even going to be fun. You know what I mean? You know, exactly. it, you know, you got to you got to have fun doing it and I I think the bands that have longevity are the bands that um you know did stuff that was outside <laughs> the box. You know what I mean? Like Corn yeah. is one of my favorite bands of all time and they're still oh, here. Man, same. You know, and and I think one of the things that they've done beautifully is like um, they've kept their core sound. Like you know, when you hear you know a head riff or a monkey riff, or you know, you hear Jonathan's vocals. <laughs> um, I know Fieldy's got some stuff going on right now, but his signature yeah. like bass sound, uh, Ray's a beast of a drummer. Like um, they've done some really cool stuff over the years. You know, they made that dubstep record. Um, you know, and 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 I think now people probably look on that one differently than maybe they did at the time because it seemed really yeah. out of the field at the time but that's one thing i've always admired about them is they kept their core sound but they've always found ways to expand upon it um yeah you know. that's a really and, good it's a really good one man corn is corn to this day is still a huge huge influence on the side of impact like we're still to this day writing riffs because we because of this corn song like we i listen to this song or me and Moses listen to whatever corn song and we're like dude like that riff from like 1990s is like timeless bro like like let's try and not rip it off but like let's try and do our own our own influenced from corn type of song and i mean we've had a lot of those man um honestly uh some new ones that are going to be coming out, <coughs> quite a few of them were very influenced by corn. And I'm pretty sure some people are going to be able to, to hear it in terms of like the way Moses is singing and also the way, uh, you know, my guitar riffs are going. So it's like, I don't know, we, we love corn. I love corn. Moses loves corn. Some of the, the members in the band uh, probably don't love them as much as us, but I mean, we still we still do it but <laughs> the other thing was all of the pop man moses is a really big pop guy listening to all of those uh, mainstream pop artists and you know ash nico and kesha and you know just everything across the board so but yeah just like you said man corn corn's a huge one corn and bring me the horizon and uh, event sevenfold for me in general uh, in personally um huge huge influences and along with all the video game music and stuff like that so we're really big nerds with all of that stuff <laughs> yeah man well before we wrap it up thanks again so much uj for taking the time it's always a pleasure talking with you man and we need to catch up <laughs> and just touch even outside of this dude i got a lot of respect for you but um on that corn note, um, it's crazy. It's been almost four years since I saw them, but they did a co-headlining tour back in 2019 with yeah. Allison Chains. Um, 
when Rainier uh, Fog came out for Alice in Chains. And dude, that was like a spiritual experience because I had seen Corn before, but it had been it had been almost a decade. I saw them in 2010, back when there was the the Rockstar Energy Drink Mayhem Festival, which isn't isn't around right. anymore. But um, yeah. at that time, Head Head wasn't in, back in the band yet. And dude, they opened with uh, "Here to Stay," <laughs> which is my one of my favorite riffs ever, and it's it's probably my favorite corn riff. And dude, like I I got the chills. Like they they came on <laughs> after Alice in Chains, um, and the, all the lights were down at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, and then the curtain dropped, and it was just like that boom, 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 yeah, man. So that it's so awesome. heavy, man. It's such a visceral, just heavy riff. Um, every time I listen to it, man, it, it's it's like the first time I heard it. I I just I love that song so much. So do I, man. I agree with you. That is definitely not even not even like that's definitely my favorite corn song ever. Um a, a deep especially cut with off. that music video, man. That music video too was just all awesome. of the creepy TV and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then and little little uh, side note here: that music video was our influence for the ideal life one. So that's oh, why really? we got the whole the whole TV there and everything. So yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, a deep <clears throat> cut too uh, for people listening. I'm sure you'll know it because you're a Corn fan. But blame um, <clears throat> off of Untouchables too is such a that blame is probably one of it's probably my favorite Corn deep cut. It's it's not. <laughs> It's like, you know, one of their singles or anything like that, but the riff and the rhythm in that one. And then uh, Jonathan Davis is like, I, I always wonder if maybe that's part of the reason they don't play it live. Cause it's got kind of like that hip hop and rolling consoling, you know, it's got yeah. like that. I wonder if it's hard for, for him to, to sing that a lot, you know what I mean? Because it's such uh -huh. a, it's, a, you know, boom, 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 boom type of chorus line, but the guitars in that one too um, are so great. There's like a spacey kind of interlude part where yeah. like, head always does like those creepy kind of like slow vibey, yes. like, you know? Yeah. He always does the, with the, with the, with the chorus and the delay and the, all of that, all the effects going on on it. And it just sounds like really spacey and creepy and like real flowy. Like everything's just flowing with his, with his leads. Like, I don't know. I've always, I've always thought Head was, was an amazing lead guitar player, man, and he killed it. When he left the band, I was like, damn, that's that's crazy. I mean, I was, I was really young when he left the band, but I mean, still, I, like, I didn't fully understand it. But I remember my uncle because, of course, like, I'm like, you know, that my uncle influenced me with all these bands. Like, Corn was also one of them. So, like, once Head left, I remember he was pretty. I mean, everybody was kind of like, what, like upset at why he left. And um, I remember him saying like, yeah, they're not going to be the same. And then they came out with that album. With, I don't remember what album it was um, <clears throat> after he left. What was it? Uh, see You on the Other Side? Yeah, See You on the Other Side. It was super different, but there was a lot of songs on there that were really good. And yeah. um, like, of course, uh, Twisted Transistor and I mean what's that other song hey uh Liar Liar that one I love Liar that one's a good song and I don't know but after all of that like and then he came back and it was a huge deal and I was like hell yeah this is awesome but man Head, Head was always to this day he's, he's a great guitarist and I still 
am influenced by his playing. <clears throat> yeah, him and him and Monkey together. I thought Monkey did a great job when he was away. Um, because they, oh, he they did. Had, had some bangers, you know, uh coming undone, you know what I mean? Like just yes. that one, you know. Um oh gosh, and then uh what was that uh was it corn or remember who you are that album yeah. mm-hmm. like oil oil dale on there and stuff um yeah there there was some oil there was awesome mm-hmm. yeah yeah th- that there was some <laughs> great work on there but those two together i thought requiem i and i love corn i've listened to their stuff since i was a kid um requiem to me might be some of my favorite melodies that they've that they've ever done um there's a lot of really cool melodic moments um disconnects probably my favorite one off of the, for, okay yeah. mine is I, mine is worse than me that was my favorite yeah yeah dude that record was um did you get a chance to watch the live stream when they did it at like that church no um, i did not get to watch that no. um i think it's up on youtube now but dude you you gotta check that out they play that in its entirety and it's it's freaking sick man but um man it's it's great but uh well it's two and i don't want to keep you too much longer other than to say uh it's always great talking to you man um and even if you ever want to like shoot the breeze or whatever outside even podcast stuff um i'm just really excited for you guys once again at the time this is out everybody <laughs> left behind is going to be out and the music video is going to be out so make sure you go go run those up because i know it's going to be sick but um I'll put the links up in the podcast description, UJ, but uh, for, for people awesome. who aren't aware of you guys, uh, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, man. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, um, Amazon Music, just about every streaming platform. You find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, you know, everywhere. YouTube, just look up the site of Impact. The sites, like C. S-I-G-H-T, because everybody gets that one confused. They think it's S-I-T-E, but it's S-I-G-H-T. <laughs> so the site of Impact, um, check us out. Um, shoot us a message. I mean, give us a follow. And, you know, we like to connect with our fans, too. So that's another thing. Uh, I like to message people. And when people message us and ask questions, like, that's awesome. I have fun doing that. So you all just look us up, connect with us, and see we're gonna see as soon as we can get out there and play some shows for everybody sweet well uj thanks again so much dude i really appreciate this and um it's it's great to talk to you again man keep doing your thing i'm really excited for you guys thank you so much man i really appreciate it awesome time as always There you have it. That was my conversation with UJ Martinez, guitarist for the band The Sight of Impact out of Donna, Texas, down there in the RGV. Make sure you go follow and support these guys online. You can follow them on Instagram at The Sight of Impact, and you can follow UJ on Instagram at UJ Impact. The links to all of their stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So just scroll down to the bottom of that podcast description, hit those links. You will not be disappointed, especially if you are a fan of hard rock, new metal, metalcore, modern metal, you name it. If you love to headbang, if you love riffs, if, if you love great melodies, if you love breakdowns, they do all of it, man. And I'm not just saying that because UJ was kind enough to come on the podcast. I promise you, if you're a fan of a lot of modern rock and metal, you will really enjoy their sound. And 
Don't don't just take it from me. The proof is in the pudding. Go look at their streams, man. Whether it's Ideal Life with the dudes and Dropout Kings, whether it's Deal With It, Carnage, What Can You Say, Situations, the latest single Left Behind, which just came out at the beginning of May. Go check out their music videos. Go run up those streams, you guys, because these guys are are doing big things, and I'm really really excited for them and what they've got in store in the future and uh, Left Behind is is a great new single and, and just a great addition to the body of work that they've put out over the last couple of years since I last spoke with UJ. I think the last time I talked to him, it was when Venom was out, man. Um, I think it was right before Unrealistic dropped. So it's been a minute, man. But uh, UJ, I just want to say thank you again so much, dude, for coming back on the show. It's been really cool to see your guys' journey over the last few years and to see you guys starting to get your get your flowers, man. You know, the fact that What Can You Say was the first official radio single. You guys are continuing to put out awesome music videos, uh, which, you know, everybody, once again, go check them out, especially Left Behind, the latest one. And it's just so cool to see you guys doing your thing, man, and for, for you to be such a down-to-earth, humble dude for as talented as you are. Uh, it's always great talking to you, man. You're welcome back anytime. And you guys, that's what it's all about too, by the way. You know, when I do these shows, it's not just about putting out content and putting out episodes. Uh, I've been able to connect with a lot of really great people over the past few years since I've been doing March 4th and UJ is one of them, man. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, follow each other on Instagram. And like I said, it's just been really cool over the last few years to see them continue to make their mark in the modern hard rock and metal world. And I'm just, um, really, really excited for, for their future. And again, it's a testament to, it really doesn't matter where you're from. I mean, these guys are from Donna, Texas down there in the RGV area and they're making a lot of noise and their music is getting played all over the globe. So, you know, you don't have to be in New York or LA or Nashville or Chicago um, or London, you know, in the UK, like, you know, you can be from anywhere, man. And as long as you put in the effort and you love what you do and you're making what you like to make and you're working with great people, you know, and they're working with Wade, who's been, uh, you know, a, a big supporter of the band as well. Like you can make big things happen. So I hope that's a lasting message from this conversation is it doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, as long as you put in the work and you love what you do, you can really make some noise in a positive way. So I hope that is one of the lasting things from this conversation that you guys take with you out there. If you're like me and, and you let fear get in the way sometimes, just remember, man, um, you know, it's 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 always better to take the chance and pursue what you love than, uh, than to, to let fear get in the way because then you'll never know, right? If you never If you never take your chance and you don't take that step towards your dreams – you know, to me, you'll, you'll end up living with regret. You know, it's always better to, to take the chance and pursue opportunities and, and pursue the things that make you feel alive. Because at the end of the day, in my opinion, there's no failure in effort. If you're putting forward your, your, your best effort and you're making sure that you're putting out good content, whether it's music, whether it's podcasts, any kind of art that you do, if you play a sport, that's really what it's all about. It's just giving it your best effort because at the end of the day, there's no failure in that. You know, the only failure, excuse me, is to never try at all. So once again, man, I think that's one of the coolest things about these guys is, uh, you know, they're from a, a small town, but they're making a lot of noise because they're very talented. They love what they do and they're great dudes. So go listen to them once again at the site of impact on Instagram at UJ impact on Instagram, run up the streams, run up the YouTube views, go check these guys out. You're going to hear a lot more from them. 
And once again, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod. I am also on YouTube at March4thPod. I just got a new computer finally, so I'm going to start doing more video content in the near future. So keep an eye out for that on the YouTube channel. And my website is march4th.podbean.com. The links to all of my stuff are in the podcast description as well. And recently, I was able to extend my feed. So now you guys can listen to all of the back catalog for March 4th, going all the way back to episode number one. And even beyond that, back when the show used to be Bauman's Breakdown, not the name drop, but there's some there's some fun conversations in there. Among them, Mark Tremonti uh, from Alter Bridge and Tremonti, uh, Miles Kennedy, who is also an Alter Bridge and plays with Slash and also does some really cool solo stuff as well. Uh, there's conversations in there uh, from over the years with Doc Coyle of Bad Wolves and Vegas Nerve. And uh, he recently came back for episode 100 of the podcast. So shout out Doc, also a really you know kind, down-to-earth guy. He also has a podcast called The X-Man with Doc Coyle. So free plug for Doc because I, I really think he's a great guy. And I love having him on the show. But yeah, man, there's a lot of great content out there. Um, and, and I try to cover the gamut from hip-hop to, to rock to country to metal. You name it, man. Like I'm trying to do it over here and just give give people a little bit of everything. And even people outside of the music world I have on the show. So if you want to check out the back catalog, it is out. And uh, once again, if you if you enjoyed this show and you enjoyed the podcast and this is your first time listening, thank you again so much for taking the time to listen. And if you did like what you heard... Please take the time to share this episode. Tell your friends about it. Please take the time to to leave a rating on either Spotify or Apple. All of those things uh, go go a long, long way in help getting these conversations out to more people. And ultimately, that's what I want at the end of the day, man. I want more people to get put on to the site of impact and humble, talented dudes like you, Jay, because that's just going to put more eyeballs on them and, and help them blow up faster. So... Uh, if you would be so kind, I hate begging for that stuff, but it really does help the show a lot. So on that note, that is going to be a wrap for this edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I love you all. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of UJ, this is the latest single from the site of impact called Left Behind. Peace. Peace.